We kick off our budget series. We start in Uganda where 32% of the budget has been allocated to debt repayment. For over 924 cities, 122 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. Uganda recently tabled its $13.9 billion budget, about 52.74 trillion Uganda shillings. The government has increased its spending plan by $1.2 billion from $13 billion in 2022-2023. A key highlight of this budget is the 17 trillion shillings set aside for debt repayment for the financial year 2022-2023-2024. This means over 32% of the table budget will be used for debt repayment and rollovers. Ramadan Gowi, the permanent secretary to the Treasury in this episode, talks about the risks and vulnerabilities in the coming financial year and their impact on the budget. I'm going to talk about what government is doing to mitigate these risks. The first one is lower than expected tax revenue is a risk that we must manage. As I've already told you, we are targeting to collect only about 14.3% of GDP. This is very low. The reason is unknown. We have been debating them. The first major reason Ugandan economy is structured in such a way that it is very difficult to tax. That's the first major reason. Uganda is very difficult to tax. Most people are farmers, and the farmers are the policy makers. They don't want to tax themselves in the parliament, in the government. In the... Because now, agriculture is contributing 23% of GDP. It has even now increased because of this huge investment in agriculture. Now it is going to 25.6% of GDP. I saw the UBOS numbers. But agriculture is paying less than 1% of the tax. That's why you have low tax revenue. If we want more tax revenue, we must have a candid conversation. How do we start to tax agriculture, commercial agriculture? I've told you we are investing more money there. 2.7 trillion is going into those areas, but it's not paying tax. People are selling trees in the forest there for 500 million. They go home with the money. Then we have also leakage, clear leakage in a, the tax system. People under declaring, people falsifying documents, but now there are those leakages because of the sophistication of certain sectors. You'll find some sectors like telecommunication, those who are in, a, in a sophisticated manufacturing, those who are in mining, and some other areas where our auditors, the tax auditors, are not well conversant. We are suspecting that they are under-declaring, and we are investigating this. They, we suspect there is huge leakage in VAT. VAT. Estimates are putting it at about 5 trillion shillings. We are losing it. Just in unpaid and declared VAT. And these are now some of the areas we are going to be aggressive. When I say the aggressiveness, I mean those areas so that we can get revenue. We are also rationalizing tax exemptions. It's another area where we have had risk. Tax exemptions, we want to improve their effectiveness, but also to increase revenue. As you know, it's government policy. Most of our exemptions are mainstreamed in our tax laws and investment policy. 
We are also going to put sunset clauses now in our tax exemption. These exemptions are not perpetual. And also, when you don't uh, perform, you can lose them. The second major area of concern we are having next year is the rising public debt. It is a risk which we want to mitigate. Although our public debt is still below regional peers, like Rwanda, Kenya, and others, our public debt as a percentage of GDP has risen sharply in the past decade, from 15% in 2009-10 to 48.4% today. An increasing share of the budget is now being spent on debt service, as I've shown you, 17 trillion. The proportion of revenue spent on debt repayment has increased from 22% in 2018 to 34% in 2023. Additionally, Bank of Uganda's foreign exchange reserves have been recently strained by the high cost of servicing the large amount of external debt, although they are still adequate and steadily uh, reaccumulating. The other uncertainty we are having is the unpredictable weather patterns. Unpredictable weather patterns. As you know, our economy is still predominantly agrarian with the farmers relying on rainfall. rainfall. So we are susceptible to drought and floods which may undermine agriculture activity and lead to food insecurity, lead to inflation and low growth. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange All Share Index reversed course and closed at about 0.6%, up at 78 1,532 extending gains for the third day, mainly supported by tech stocks alongside financials and industrials. Global investors continue to digest the outcome of the latest Federal Reserve meeting, indicating the central bank would hike rates twice more in 2023 while also assessing weaker than expected economic data from China. Locally, Electricity Minister's mission seems to be gathering momentum. The minister recently signed a deal with his Mozambican counterpart to help stabilize South Africa's power grid, and there were reports that he will travel to China in the coming weeks to strike another deal for the provision of solar panels. And a quick trip around Africa, Zimbabwe has reported record tobacco sales as the Southern African nation reestablishes itself as one of the leading growers in the world. The Zimbabwean government announced that the country, Africa's top producer and among the top 10 in the world, has so far sold 261 million kilograms of tobacco since the selling season opened in March, more than the previous record of 259 million kilograms in 2019. Overall, small-scale black farmers contributed 85% of the crop, demonstrating that government policies in the agricultural sector are sound and continue to bear fruit. Tobacco production in Zimbabwe plummeted from a high of about 240 million kilograms in 1998 to less than 50 million kilograms a decade later, according to government figures following the eviction of white farmers who accounted for the majority of the growers. It has firmly rebounded in terms of production volume and China's involvement is largely responsible. Nigeria Central Bank ended its distorted foreign exchange rate, a move the new government in Africa's biggest economy hopes will 
woo investors and stabilize the local currency. The announcement from the Central Bank of Nigeria led to a record fall in the value of the Naira to 755 per US dollar. The move reflects the changes that new President Bola Tinubu has pledged to make to strengthen the ailing economy. Nigeria has for years operated multiple exchange rates for the Naira, with the official exchange rate dictated by the central bank, while a far higher unofficial rate determined the price of imported commodities like wheat, which are priced in dollars. The exchange rate now will be determined by market forces and no longer the central bank, a move that analysts said would boost inflows of money and help stabilize an economy battered by surging inflation and a record unemployment rate. Thank you for waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at with the Dawn.